When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seventh inning, your guys got it all going on on the mound. Nothing can phase him. And there comes Derek Shelton to take him out of the game. And there comes after him, oh, I don't know, let's get mean here. Tyler Beatty comes on, okay? And next pitch, boom. And as soon as the guys run into bases, as soon as he's even out of the box, Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. And yeah, that felt good, didn't it? Huh? The booing? Almost felt like it was still baseball season in Pittsburgh. That happens a lot. And when it does, and when it does, the finger, the collective giant finger, and yeah, maybe even that finger, aims only in one direction, and that's at the manager. No one ever looks at Tyler Beatty being on the roster. No one ever looks at the general manager having acquired Tyler Beatty in the first place. Instead, it goes right at Shelton. How could he take that guy out? When he was rolling, let's just say for narrative purposes here, it's Mitch Keller. How do you take Mitch out? He was so smooth. He was uh, so in command, uh, still looked pretty good on the gun. Uh, Everything, everything was there. Why? The answer, of course, is that Mitch would have hit his pitch limit. And once the pitcher hits the recommended, and that is the term, it's recommended, pitch limit, the manager has the discretion within reason to keep the pitcher in for, let's say, another batter or even to finish out the inning. But they're also looking for other signs from the dugout. The manager and the pitching coach, Oscar Marine, they're looking for fatigue. Is something happening where he's dropping his shoulder a little bit when he throws? How does he look between pitches? He's still walking tall, getting tired, breathing funny. These are all signs that they look for. And they're all things, everything that I just mentioned, that mean absolutely nothing to you. Particularly if you're a paying customer and you're watching from the seats. Because you feel like you just got hosed in the worst way. What's more, you feel like you're really, really right. You feel like, hey, I grew up watching a game where... Nolan Ryan and Sandy Koufax and John Candelaria and J.R. Richard. We could go on forever with names. They could just do this like it was nothing. They didn't have any pitch counts. They didn't get hurt. And they were all like that, except that they weren't. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. The worst argument that anyone can make in favor of abolishing pitch limits is to cite Nolan Ryan. And I was saying the same thing when an older version of Nolan Ryan was in charge of the Texas Rangers and decided that he was going to do away with pitch limits because he too remembered Nolan Ryan, not coincidentally. The problem with using Nolan Ryan as the example, though, is that there was only one Nolan Ryan. He might have been the best pitcher who ever lived. How, how do you set your bar for the industry way up there? Ryan could throw harder than anybody else. He could command a mound with more of an intimidation factor than anyone else, with all due respect to Bob Gibson, Randy Johnson, and all kinds of others who were in this category. Ryan was out there to beat you. And if you ask Robin Ventura, he also was out there to beat you up. This is not where the bar goes. He was the greatest. So stop using him as an example. Actually, you know who out of those pitchers you could use as an example? Yeah, Koufax. Why? Career ended early. But that one never comes up. You know, at least not in this specific context because it can't. Baseball was robbed of a lot of years of additional greatness from Koufax. Oh, and one other thing has happened since all of those guys were pitching. Well, two other things, actually. One, everybody throws a whole lot harder now. The human body has evolved, even in that short time period, when it comes to professional sports. The players, humans, are all bigger, but especially the athletes. You don't have the freakish outliers, the small guys like an Elroy Face, Harvey Haddocks. They're all walking out there as giants. And how many pitchers do you see now who can't hit 95, 96 on the gun? Whereas even just a handful of years ago, it was seen as some pretty significant thing. Now it's just, oh, yep, there's a guy throwing hard. Yep, that's what they do. They throw hard. Dave Littlefield once shared a, a great way of wording this with me a long time ago. Obviously, it's been a while since he's been the GM. He said that pitching is basically the human body doing something that the human body is not supposed to do at this stage of our evolution. And that's very, very accurate. Anybody who's in the medical field who works with baseball players will tell you that the human body should not be throwing overhand. We don't have the muscles and the ligaments and the strength that's needed in some of those to make that happen by throwing the ball overhand a hundred times, a hundred ten times, whatever it might be. 
Obviously, we're going to be better at it when we're younger. We're better at everything when we're younger. But it takes a toll. Another medical professional who's worked with the Pirates for years told me that he never wants to open a shoulder that didn't have significant damage in it. Never once saw an MRI of a shoulder that didn't have some damage in it. Everything that you're doing out there is damage to your shoulder, to your elbow. No one's out there clean, not even Nolan Ryan. As such, and there have been extensive studies about this, to say the least, they have at least some gauge for how to manage pitch counts, throws, tosses, in-between starts. Out in the bullpen, they now track how many bullpen tosses you make. Why? They're trying to keep them healthy. You know what happened to the 100 lost Pirates this year that was actually a positive? Did you know that every single pitcher in the rotation made it the whole way through? Doesn't mean there weren't bumps along the way. JT Brubaker was obviously shut down for a couple weeks near the end. Uh, But as he, he told me on the last day of the season, he was really happy to have gotten back out there just so that he didn't finish the season on the shelf. That's actually a really common term inside baseball. Mitch Keller, Rowanzi Contreras, another one. Uh, I wasn't wild about everything related to the way they managed him, but he got through it healthy. If they don't get through it healthy, guess what the criticism is of the Pirates? Yeah, right? Can't win. When we come back, J1Q. Steve Jack, and Steve says, the Cardinals win the division, and then they go replacing their hitting coach, their pitching coach, and their bullpen coach all in one day. The Pirates feel like their staff is simply too good to upgrade after that season. That's why the Cardinals are who they are. For anybody who missed that news yesterday, Steve's not exaggerating. That actually happened. Hitting coach, pitching coach, bullpen coach. Poof! After winning the division. Why? Because the Cardinals haven't set their bar, as long as I'm referring repeatedly to bars today, at winning the division. They didn't feel like they were able to max out on all of their talent, whether it was on the mound or at the plate, and they made some changes. They made some significant changes under Ollie Marmol. And by the way, after this, Marmol shouldn't exactly feel all that comfortable. When you get everybody underneath you fired, uh, all eyes are on you after that. The Pirates, how do I put this? I, I want to I lay this all out here so that I'm, I'm being as fair as possible. If you go back to the 2021 season and you flip on any one of these Daily Shot of Pirates episodes, you'll hear me really piling on Marine. I did not like what I was seeing of the pitching. I didn't see any improvement from any individual in the rotation. And remember that pitching coaches, yeah, they're responsible for all of them, but the guys that they need to hit on more than any are the starters. And that wasn't happening at all. Now, this season... I initially backed off, let's give him another chance, new year and everything else. 
And then, dude, just won me over. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm not going to hold Marine responsible for, here we go again, two innings of Tyler Beatty starting out as your fifth guy or your emergency guy or whatever they were labeling him. I'm not going to hold him responsible for these other no-name waiver guys, whatever they were that were going in. I am going to hold him responsible for Keller, for Contreras, for Brubaker, for Jose Quintana. And while those progressions weren't perfect, although Jose was <laughs> really kind of close in that regard, all of them went upward. All of them. So I, I don't going to hang on to it. I'm like, I really can't stand that Marine. Uh, he'll show you he'll fail next year and I'll be right. I, I'm not into that stuff. Situations changed. So should stances. And mine changed. I don't know if it'll change regarding Andy Haynes. I'm not expecting that it will. I don't see anything at all from this hitting coach in the way of a consistent team-wide approach, let alone one that could be applied to the entire organization. And I don't see anything in terms of an individual that you could point to and say, yeah, but he at least got that guy going because I can't even do that with Jack Sawinski because Sawinski came up from double A and just was smoking the ball. That's not something that you look at the major league hitting coach. If anything, the fact that Jack had to go back to the minors for a month was a strike against the major league hitting coach. Find a way to keep him here. Don't just punt all the time. But yeah, look, hey, when it comes to accountability, you will see stability with winning teams, but you'll also see a startling lack thereof when those winning teams disappoint. And in the Cardinals' case, they didn't even wait for that to happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do one of these tomorrow. Finishing up this myth series, by the way. 